Are you a nurse who's a member of the millennial generation? Do you work with millennial nurses? Do you want to bridge the divide between generations? Let's talk about six reasons why I love millennial nurses, right here on episode 174 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful that you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the podcasting airwaves for months or even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is, as always, all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 174. Please note that this episode of the Nurse Keith Show is brought to you by Janu Scrubs. They do not compromise quality, fit, or style, and their direct relationships with the best fabric mills and factories ensures that their goal of highest quality is reached. So for 25% off any order, please go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Nurse Keith Scrubs, or use the link in the show notes and use the code NurseKeith25 at checkout. That is bit.ly forward slash Nurse Keith Scrubs and Nurse Keith 25 at checkout for 25% off your purchase. Anyway, I am thrilled that you're here. So let's hop into the studio and dig right into today's topic. Back on September 3rd, 2018, I published a blog post on Digital Doorway entitled Six Reasons to Love Millennial Nurses. I probably have many, many more reasons than six to love millennial nurses, but I cherry-picked my six favorites. Maybe some others will come up spontaneously during the recording of this podcast, and I wanted to talk with you about how important it is to recognize the power and the skill and the possibility inherent in the millennial generation, who are those born between approximately 1980 and the year 2000, and who came of age as the new millennium dawned. And did you know that the millennial generation is the same size or possibly slightly larger than the baby boom generation. That's right. The baby boomers were about mm, 80 million people, more or less. My generation, Generation X, or the generation I purport to be a member of, because I'm right on the cusp of the boomers and Generation X, were at about 60 million, and the millennials are at least 80 million or more, and they are definitely on their way to dominating the nursing profession. The Pew Research study done not that long ago identified the millennials as 35% of the overall workforce, but I think that number is actually growing probably as we speak, as more and more younger millennials come of age. So we all recognize that as one generation wanes and another generation rises, power definitely changes hands, influence changes hands, and this happens with every succeeding generation. This is the normal way that things go. Some of us become elders 
and the younger slowly grow into middle age and come into influence in pretty much every industry and area of society and culture. And then that generation ages out and the next generation replaces them. And we've probably all noticed, or if you haven't noticed, you'll notice now, that each generation generally tends to disparage and be highly critical of the generation's that come after them. And millennials are absolutely receiving, mm, we won't say the short end of the stick, but they're definitely on the receiving end of a lot of negativity and judgment. However, my hypothesis, as I put forward in the blog post that I mentioned earlier, is that the millennial generation is going to, well, they already are, but they're really going to have an amazing transformational impact on nursing, on healthcare, on medicine, on the environment, on pretty much every aspect of our society. And you baby boomers out there, if you are scoffing at that, remember that people probably judged you as you came into your period of influence during your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, etc. And you came through and did some amazing things. And Every generation comes forward and offers its, we could say, contributions to the global society. And I just want to note something that I wrote in the blog post that I want to say here too, is that writing or speaking about any particular generation is definitely riddled with problems or traps because in order to write or talk about a particular generation, some generalizations have to be made. And I apologize in advance if anything I say today is potentially offensive or feels like it's a generalization or stereotype. The purpose of the blog post and also this podcast is to call your attention to and help you to recognize generational differences. One, so that you can actually see the benefits and contributions of the younger and older generations with whom you're working, and also to see ways in which you can bridge the gap from one generation to the next. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, millennials came of age as the 20th century was ending and the 21st century was beginning. My son was born in 1983. He is one of the older millennials, being 35 at the time of this recording. So he and his wife and a lot of their friends are pushing 40, but they are still part of the millennial generation. Now, the older millennials, of whom my son is a part, they grew up without cell phones and the internet. That all came into being while they were in high school or graduating from high school and entering college. So they adapted pretty readily to iPhones and smartphones and computers and the internet and social media and the explosion that happened as the 21st century began. Now, that does not mean that every millennial is computer-friendly and internet-savvy. Au contraire, there's many of the older millennials, my son and his wife included and others, they really like a lot of the old school things like writing letters, sending cards in the mail, and they often will eschew or avoid certain aspects of social media and the online world. However, 
every person is different. Every cohort within each generation is different. So generalizations don't really do much for us, but I'm making a few here because of my direct observations. Now, my first reason to love the millennial generation is noted in the blog post, and that is called Minds Wide Open. So with millennials growing up at the end of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century, they have been born into and matured into a world where there's, I would say, considerably more personal freedom in terms of personal expression and choices of lifestyle. Homosexuality, bisexuality, same-sex marriage, all different forms of family are pretty much accepted by the millennial generation, by that segment of society. It's reflected in popular culture. You've got Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. You've got all sorts of things happening on TV and movies that reinforce the fact that there are many, many different types of families that there were many different types of love, and that all of them are equally acceptable under the sun. Another thing that I noticed that millennials are readily accepting of is gender identity and gender fluidity. Now, this was definitely not talked about very much in previous generations. And with the millennial generation, this has also come into the mainstream. Look at the cover of Newsweek magazine or Time magazine or The Atlantic or look at TV shows and movies and documentaries about gender fluidity, about gender reassignment, about people realizing that we don't need to live in a binary society where gender, which many see as a cultural construct, a political construct, doesn't really mean anything. And that we can be male, we can be female, we can be something in between. And millennials are so, in my opinion, widely and vehemently accepting of the ways in which people want to define themselves. And I think this ability, this willingness to accept any means of self-expression, whether it's gender, family, sexual identity, sexual orientation, etc. This means that millennial nurses and those coming into leadership within the healthcare realm are going to be able to change the ways in which we approach these populations, which up until now have been vulnerable to a great deal of discrimination especially in the healthcare realm. Just imagine 30 years ago, a person who at that time would have been called a transsexual, imagine the judgment, imagine the criticism and the looks and the the muttered expletives that that person might have had to have encountered in the course of their interface with the healthcare system. Of course, that is still happening. I'm not saying that people who express their gender in different ways than the norm, male and female, I'm not saying that they have a perfect entree into healthcare. There's plenty of judgment out there. But what I'm seeing is that there is more and more acceptance, more and more opening to those different types of self-expression, and that opens up 
a possibility of patients feeling that they don't have to be so defensive, that they don't have to be reluctant to seek health care, that they don't have to as much fear judgment by their health care providers. And if patients can feel this kind of personal safety in the healthcare space, I believe the millennial generation, as they come into power within the healthcare milieu, they are going to be more and more powerfully impacting the ways in which we interface with these vulnerable populations, bring them into the fold and help them to feel accepted and welcome in healthcare and not needing to live in the shadows of society. So that is my first reason, minds wide open, why you and I should love and accept and embrace millennials and millennial nurses. Now, number two, I mentioned that millennials are slowly coming into power because a lot of them are now in their mid to late 30s, pushing 40. So, of course, they're rising into positions of authority, supervision, administration, executive leadership, etc. And these people can actually impact the ways in which we run our businesses run our hospitals, our home care agencies, etc. So millennials are the emerging leaders, the largest segment of the workforce, and they are going to be impacting every industry and profession that you can possibly imagine. Now in healthcare and medicine and nursing, millennials are poised or are already becoming administrators, CEOs, CNOs, chief financial officers, directors of nursing, and they are leaders at every level. And in nursing, millennials are also going to emerge as the new nursing theorists, the new thought leaders, the new influencers, the new entrepreneurs and inventors and innovators. These millennials are going to lead the charge and lead the way. And those of us who are older can follow their lead and open our minds in the ways that their minds are open. So new leaders of any generation always bring or almost always bring new ideas. They bring novel ways of looking at particular situations and challenges. They can be a force of change related to that generational shift in leadership. It's an inevitable shift. It's a wonderful and exciting shift. And those of us who are watching it happen need to accept it embrace it and move along with those shifts because like I said, they are inevitable and they can impact us in very, very positive ways. And I'll just share that in my time as a chief nursing officer and director of nursing, I hired quite a few nurses, PTs, and others who were part of the emerging generation. And I loved their energy. I loved their excitement. I loved their new way of looking at things. And I listened very intently and carefully because I felt like they had something new to offer and I wanted to learn from them. And by gosh, I really did learn from them and feel very, very privileged to have done so. I also have quite a few friends and family members who are part of this new generation, and I am watching my nieces, my nephews, my son and his wife emerging, coming out of their shells as they reach their 30s and beyond, moving into leadership, moving into areas where they can have influence. And it gives me a great sense of optimism when it comes to this emerging, this growing generation that is coming into power. 
whether it's in the ICU, the operating room, politics, economics, millennials are going to continue to assume power. Eventually, they're going to be assuming power within Congress, within the Senate, any legislative body around the world, the presidency, etc. So they are coming, and we need to accept the fact, and we need to embrace it and realize that the changes are for the better. Now, the third reason that I mention in the blog post for loving millennial nurses especially is that they are supremely tech savvy. Now, a common complaint that I hear from baby boomers and Gen Xers is that these millennials, which is what they often say, these millennials are always on their devices and the younger generation that's coming up under them as well. Well, guess what? Those millennials and those who are younger than the millennials, they didn't invent the iPhone. They didn't invent smartphones. They didn't invent the internet. Guess who invented it and put it in their hands? The prior generation. Baby boomers and Gen Xers put those devices in their hands. So why hold responsible and criticize tech-savvy millennials who grew up with devices in their hands when it was the parents' generation who actually gave it to them in the first place. Rather, instead of blaming, instead of casting aspersions and criticizing, why don't we see that, wow, these millennials intuitively understand how to use new software. They can sit down in front of a brand new electronic health record and figure it out intuitively in less than an hour. They can teach us. They can become super users. So we can tap into and learn from their facility with technology and help it to actually enhance our lives in our work. So we can't realistically hold millennials accountable for the devices they were raised with. Now, of course, like I said, my son and his older millennial cohort weren't born with these devices and these technologies. The younger millennials, those born around 1995 to 2000 or so, they were definitely given these devices and had them in their lives from toddlerhood or infancy. So we need to understand where they're coming from and we need to have compassion for them and realize that these technologies are part and parcel of who they are and how they interface with the world. Let's accept that. Let's learn from it. And in terms of the healthcare sphere, if millennials have that high degree of comfort with software, with apps, with novel digital platforms, this is the potential for technology to help us, for technology to move forward. It bodes really well for the healthcare infrastructure when we have artificial intelligence, AI, robotics, and other technological developments and inventions coming forward. We need a generation that is able to translate these into real live work on the floor. And the millennials and those younger than them are the ones to lead the pack and show us the way. So over these coming decades, as the millennials age, there's going to be a greater acceleration of technology. They will learn from the generations who come after them. It'll be the same pattern. So why not embrace the succeeding generations and understand that their skills, that their outlook, 
that their view of the world, the way in which they manipulate and interact with the world, can actually benefit us and help us to see the world anew. In the blog post and in the show notes, you will see an awesome video. It's very brief, just about three minutes, about what is in store for us by 2028 and the next 10 years. Very interesting video, worth watching. Check it out in the blog post and in the show notes. So we have just talked about my three reasons to love millennials and millennial nurses. That is that their minds are wide open. They are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed looking at the future. Number two, they are our new leaders. They are the emerging leadership of the world. So we need to watch that and understand and accept and praise that. And number three, they are tech savvy beyond belief and we can learn from them as we go. After the break, we will come back and we will talk about my next three reasons to love millennials and millennial nurses. We'll be right back. Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause about how you can support The Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can become a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums from me. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter over at NurseKeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message to you right to your inbox. And remember to leave a rating and review of the Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because it really helps other people find the show. So those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's get back to the Nurse Keith Show and the subject at hand. And we're back. Thanks for hanging out with me during the break. Thanks for coming back to be here with me for the second half of the Nurse Keith Show, episode 174. So as promised, we are going to talk about my next three top reasons to love millennials and millennial nurses. One is that entrepreneurship is now mainstream. This is super exciting to me. The option of becoming an entrepreneur is not some foreign, weird thing that only a couple people do here and there. In fact, entrepreneurship is becoming mainstream. And from my point of view, the anecdotal evidence is that this new generation embraces entrepreneurship. They understand that it's a valid way to make a mark on the world and create a career. And there was a study done by Bentley University, there's a link in the blog post, that 66% of millennials would like to start a business and 37% want to work autonomously on their own. I'm not sure exactly what Bentley University meant working on their own, but I find that to be interesting in the least. Now, There are lots of creative business opportunities out there and technology and social media and the internet has made it easier to find an on-ramp to entrepreneurship. And I can see that the millennial beliefs that self-employment are very viable 
are definitely happening. If you go on, let's say, Instagram and start following a lot of nurses, you'll see that there are many, many nurses out there interested in health and health coaching and nutrition and weight loss and athletics and all sorts of aspects of lifestyle that they would like to teach others. And I'm seeing that millennial nurse entrepreneurs are incredibly savvy and successful. Take Brittany Wilson, the nerdy nurse, or Katie Kleber, or Lacey Megan. They are all forging new paths, and many of us may want to follow in their very savvy footsteps. So entrepreneurship is being embraced by this generation in a big, big way, and I think it is very exciting and a great example for all of us. Now, my fifth Big important reason to accept and love and respect millennials and millennial nurses is that on one hand, they are seen as feeling very entitled, that they come into a workplace and they think that they need to get a trophy every week and need to be recognized for their accomplishments for just showing up. Well, Yes, maybe that's the way they were raised, and we can talk to their parents about that because it's the parents who created that paradigm. But my understanding is much less critical. My understanding is that millennials embrace the need for self-care. They, in this generation, don't see a reason, and this is a generalization, of course, like I said at the top of the show, they don't see a reason that they need to work their fingers to a bone, accept every double shift, come in every time they're called in on their day off, just because of loyalty to their workplace and their colleagues. And I'm not saying they're not loyal. They are. They're showing great loyalty to their workplaces and to their colleagues. However, they are also showing and demonstrating loyalty to themselves, loyalty to their need to be with their families, loyalty to their desire and their need to exercise, to eat well, to have great nutrition, to, to live balanced lives, to have work-life balance, to practice high-level self-care. So whether the mainstream view of millennials is that they're lazy or not, I don't care about that mainstream view. I care about what I see, and I see through anecdotal evidence and other evidence that millennials and millennial nurses are much more self-aware. They are not willing to give up on their personal lives just because workplace demands say that they should. So mandatory overtime it's not a millennial construct. It's not something that millennials want to accept. Boundaries, personal boundaries are so crucial to this younger generation. And I also see this generation embracing the ideas of emotional intelligence and relational intelligence. These are key aspects of the emerging society, and I see them as leading the way. So ask a millennial nurse if she's going to work a double on her wedding anniversary or her birthday. And she's going to say, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be with my husband or my wife. My marriage is important to me and I want the time off. There's nothing wrong in my book with having this clarity around personal needs. And you know what? We older nurses who are the ones who will go in on our birthday, who will say, okay, I'll come in and cover for you, even though it's my child's 
birthday party or it's my parents' anniversary, we can learn from them. We can say those days are gone when we're going to bend over backwards for the team, bend over backwards for our employers just because we think we should. Now, I'm not saying that millennials aren't loyal. And I'm not saying that they're not going to jump in and help you when you need their help, but they're also going to protect their private personal lives. And I applaud that I think is so important and we can really learn from their example. Now, I think millennial leaders and this new way of looking at the world is going to really disrupt healthcare from the inside. So these outmoded labor practices, I hold out that as the millennial generation comes into true power, executive power over the next 10 to 15 to 20 years, these ideas of mandatory overtime and these outmoded old-fashioned ways of getting workers onto those hallways, into those units, that we're going to find new ways to incentivize workers. We're not going to punish them. We're not going to tell them they have to come in for mandatory overtime. We are going to find ways to do it differently. Well, actually, this generation, the younger nurses are going to find a way. I am ceding the floor to them, allowing them the opportunity to create a new world for us. Now, number six, my sixth reason to love millennials and millennial nurses is this whole notion of being woke. For those of you who've been hiding under a rock, maybe you haven't heard this term, but being woke, W-O-K-E, means that you're alive, means that you're hyper aware of the progressive social issues that are happening right now and that you are making them part and parcel of who you are. You're realizing that police brutality, homophobia, environmental degradation, gender equity, transgender equality, all of these societal issues are important. They deserve our attention and they deserve our respect that we need to look at people who live differently, who have different ideas. We need to look at the planet around us in a way that fits with our values. What I see is that Millennials are people who want to live their values more definitively, that they're not as likely to, let's say, compromise their values in the interest of money. And in this generation, earning money is important, but I think living according to one's mission and values and ethics, being woke, is much more important. So I'm seeing this notion that hypocrisy is not as much of an option. Now, don't get me wrong. There are going to be millennials who are greedy, and they already are. They're greedy. They are going to be power hungry. They're going to be continuing the old outmoded ways of thinking and acting in the world because they see that as a way to, quote unquote, success and earning money and getting one over on other people. Sure, that's going to happen. But I'm seeing that in general, Overall, when I pull the camera back and I do a 10,000, 20,000 foot view of this generation, I see that their mission, their ethics, their philosophies, and their values are much more in line with the way they live. It's taking the idealism of the 60s in the baby boom generation, marrying it with 21st century lifestyle changes and the ways in which society has changed and creating an even more powerful way of carrying that message of love and peace from the 60s forward into even more deeply into society. So the baby boomers started it, 
They did some great work in the 60s and 70s, and now the millennial generation is really going to carry that work forward and blow it up into something even newer, even more powerful. So like I say in the blog post, there's plenty more to love than these six reasons I'm outlining here for loving and embracing and respecting and valuing millennials and millennial nurses, whether it's that personal optimism, whether it's idealism, values, living in this idea of wokeness, this moral, ethical concern for the world. I believe that these new millennial nurse leaders are already gaining influence and power within the nursing profession, within healthcare and elsewhere, and they are going to breathe and are breathing new life and breath into our profession at a time when it is so crucial for them to do so. And for those of you who are older, and also for those of you who are indeed right now millennial nurses working out there, remember that generational differences can be overcome. They can be positively exploited if we pay attention to the thoughts, the fears, the attitudes, and get to know our colleagues of other generations, let's not whisper about them behind their back. Let's not bully and intimidate them. Let's not turn our backs to them or ignore them or belittle them. Let's get to know each other. Let's find that common ground. And if you are working in administration or management or supervision or executive leadership, find ways to bridge those generational gaps. Find ways for your workers, your employees of different generations to get to know each other, to value and love and like and respect each other. Find those gaps and bridge them. Find ways for those generations to complement one another and to work together even more efficiently and powerfully. So this is my message of hope for those of you who are millennials and millennial nurses out there, and for those of you who are members of the older generations like myself, remember that the new generations always assume power. It is inevitable. We can resist it. We can criticize it. We can disparage it. We can put our heads in the sand to pretend it's not happening, but guess what? It is happening. They are gonna take over everything Congress, the White House, the governor's mansions, etc., hospital administration, accept it, embrace it, and see what you can learn from this very exciting process. So those are my six reasons to love millennial nurses. If you have more reasons, I would love to hear them. You can email me at keith at nursekeith.com. You can also comment on social media. You can send me a text. You can send me a voicemail from nursekeith.com. I would love to hear your experiences of millennial nurses. And for those of you who are millennials, I would love to hear what you are getting in terms of feedback from the older generations of nurses and other healthcare providers you work with. Are you being criticized and judged and devalued? Or are you being valued and is your worth being recognized? I would like to know. It's important to me. So there you have it. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Key Show, episode 174. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope this message of generational acceptance and symbiosis and synergy can empower you to go out there and do even better work in the world 
than you're already doing. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and career development. The Nurse Keith Show is, as always, edited and produced by the wonderful Tim Hollowell and his team at the Podcasting Group. In social media and promotion are handled by the lovely and wonderful Mark Cappiespeason. Remember to check out my podcast, Mastering Nursing, interview-style podcast episodes, inspiring, informing, and uplifting you. So check us out at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again and again and again as we explore how to take your life and career to the next level. And as we're counting down to episode 200 of the Nurse Key Show, which will happen in the spring of 2019, I want to know new topics and new ways of approaching nursing and healthcare that you would like me to cover. Email me at keith at nursekeith.com. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me what you want to hear on the Nurse Keith Show, and I will listen and I will respond in time. Anyway, be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. This is Nurse Keith. I am out, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>